Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Melanated Story Podcast. I'm your host, Brandy, with Brandy Ali Photography, and I am here to chat all things websites today. But first, let's just chat about some random things that happened last week, like the fact that I dropped my first couple of episodes of my podcast, and I was a little stressed out little anxious, nervous, all the feelings you would feel doing something that you never thought you would do, something that really frightened you. And all I can say is that I'm thankful for all the support, all the people that listened. I wasn't expecting clients to listen to it, but they did. And I I love them for that because that was very kind. And I don't know, it just made me feel really special. As imperfect as it was, people still liked it. So hopefully I can continue keeping your guy you guys' attention so we can like grow together. Period. Like that's the goal. I wanted to start today's episode with just a little tad bit of advice. And it's not necessarily advice, it's just something that I heard and it always stuck with me. And I don't know where I heard it. Could have been a podcast, could have been a book. It could have been anything because I have consumed so much stuff over the years that I don't know where stuff is coming from. But I know that the stuff that's meant to be in my head is in my head. So what I heard a few years ago was treat other people's businesses how you would want yours to be treated. And I still do this to this day. I'm a very, I'm not like, I'm a very kind person. Now, it depends on what we're doing. But for the most part, I'm very kind. I believe in being a human being. I believe in being considerate. I believe in treating people how you want to be treated. So when it comes to like DMing a business and asking them a question about their services or even an email, I will always respond unless it gets into spam that I can't control that. But I do that because I've been ghosted so many times, y'all. And we all have. We all have. People really just be planning your DMs, asking you silly questions about sessions. They be planning entire sessions without paying a deposit or even booking a session, like without even booking the session. They'll be sending you wardrobe selections and all these things. And you're like, in your mind, you're like, what about the retainer? And then when you start talking money, they just disappear. It's the weirdest thing. If you want to see somebody disappear from your DMs real quick, just tell them how much you're charging. Because how many people do you convert into clients from your DMs in the first place? And I say that to be says, like, when I can't do something because of my budget or I'm just not no longer interested, I'm going to say thank you for your time. I'm going to pass or I'm not going to be able to do this at the moment. And I thought about this because it happens. I, I do this all the time. And if that can help anybody like me, it can help you too. So if you really want to have some good karma in your business, treat other people's businesses how you would treat your own and just treat people how you would want to be treated. So the second thing I kind of wanted to talk about, maybe the third thing I lost count, was I'm super excited, y'all. I, so I told y'all I'm planning creative sessions for almost every month. I didn't plan anything for January, thank goodness, because it's cold. AF, okay? It's cold. And ain't nobody got time for that. So 
in March and April, I will have creative sessions, one in San Antonio and one in Oklahoma. And I have two families already. I'm trying to decide. I don't know how y'all get customers in other states, but that would be the goal to at least get one paying client for each one of those weekends in those places. But we'll see. So that's exciting. I'm super excited because that was on my bucket list. So I just have one more to do. And I think the next one will be, I don't know where it's going to be. It'll be a surprise. Okay. So that's pretty much everything that's going on besides, you know, regular mom stuff and working and the fact that we just had a freeze and that it's really, really cold. And I was supposed to record this episode a few days ago, but my kids were home and now it's late at night, the night before I'm supposed to release this. So I'm gonna be up late and it's okay. It happens. Um, But I'm off tomorrow. So and when I say off, I don't have anything to do tomorrow. I'm going to go meet up with my friend and we're going to chat about some of our projects because I am implementing a new rule of co-working with people in the industry as much as possible. And I am so proud of me and Monica from Lobby Co Photography. Like we last year, we probably we went on a girl's trip in February to Canyon Lake, we just hung out, drank, talked, listened to music, explored things that we like to do. And um, that was the first time I've ever done that. That was fun though. We're That's why we're gonna do that again. And then like, we probably went two or three months without seeing each other. And now here we are, I saw her in December, maybe twice. This is my second time seeing her in January and it's week two and a half. I'm like, come on girl, we doing this? I love this for us because I'm committed to making sure that I am around like-minded people as much as possible. But enough random chit-chat. Let's get into today's episode, guys. So we're talking all about websites. It is downtime for us, okay? Me included. I think I have one session planned for January, and I'm okay with that because it's so cold. And I'm actually doing this session on Friday, and I'm like, it's so cold. You sure you don't want to push it back? But I'm not going to offer. It's a, it's a simple solo maternity session. I'm just going gonna to go ahead and get it over with and be warm for the rest of the month in my house, okay? So it is downtime. And one of the things that I do during downtime is we talked about this, I reevaluate everything. But so right now I'm working on my back end, which is all things in the CMR. And I'm working on the front end, which is all things website. So I'm updating things. I'm making sure everything matches because if things get a little out of order during busy season, like contracts don't be aligning. Things are just a hot mess sometimes. So I'm going to go over my contracts. I'm going to go over my workflows and I'm going to make sure that everything is right. This is the time to prep because when it does start to get busy, spring is coming. You want to have everything in order. You don't want to be trying to change and update things at the last minute. On top of the fact that it's tax season, so... I usually wait to the end because the receipts get me every time. There are a few receipts here and there I have to locate. (laughs) But um, those are the things that is normal for this time of year. So when we are talking about websites, my question is, how many people actually have websites? I have a website. Most of my friends have websites, but I do know there are some thriving photographers out there that do not have a website. They book through DMs, which is amazing to me. Like, no shade at all. Like, I'm like, man, I, I I never had the opportunity to go that route. And I don't know. I don't even have notica- notifications turned on on my phone. So I think I would miss a lot if I didn't have that. So if you are doing that, like, 
kudos to you for not having that extra monthly bill of having a website and a CRM and all of those things. I think that's one of the reasons why I have to charge a little bit more is because my back end ex- expenses are, you know, costs of running your business. Like it's a thing. And on top of the fact that I have a client closet and I'm constantly adding to it, I'm not constantly adding to it, but I'm always switching stuff around on that front. So I do budget for that. But as far as the website, I wanted to go through some of the things I'll be adding and taking away this year on my website. So I've done websites every type of way. I've done pricing, inquire only, starting at now I'm currently at All of my pricing is on my website. So one of the things I'll be changing on my new website is I'm not going to have everything that I offer on my website. Some of the stuff will only be in my investment guide. And I've done an investment guide before. And what you do with that is you send it with your inquiry response or your lead response. So whenever somebody emails you or inquires through your website, you know, thank you for inquiring. I'll be in touch in 24 hours. Well, In addition to that, you want to have a link to your investment guide. And I'm going to wait till I get down to the bottom to kind of go over like some of the things you should have in your investment guide. But I will be doing that this year. I I always have it in my Canva account because I use Canva for all my guides. I currently have my model call guide, my location guide, my session or slash investment guide. And then I have my style guide and my client closet guide. It's a lot of guides, but I only send them when needed. Okay. So not every client gets a location guide. Every client gets a style guide. I used to separate all my style guides, but now I'm kind of at the point where do do people really be going through the style guide? If they are, they're going to find what they need. I have everything in there for every type of session (laughs) because it was getting a little overwhelming for me. And I'm, I'm really, really simple. In that sense, I like to keep things as simple as possible whenever I can. So that is something that I'm switching up is taking off some of my pricing to keep it very minimal to where people have to inquire a little bit. They kind of get a glimpse of how much things are going to cost, but they don't get everything because I want to make sure that my website showcases what I really do, which is family photography. I don't want it to be, oh, she does seniors. Oh, she does branding. Oh, she does events. Of course, because most of us, even though we niche, sometimes we still take on some of these other sessions and you have to be prepared with pricing and offerings when someone comes out of nowhere and asks you for an event or asks you for a graduation session or asks you for uh, whatever it may be. You have to have that information available. You have to have all of the contracts and all that stuff ready as well. And so that's what I'm doing right now, because a lot of times I have to make sure Everything on the CRM part of it matches what's in the website. And then what's on the website has to match what's in the investment guide. So aligning all of that is a lot right now. And I think the only other major change would be my contact form. I'm trying to figure out what I want to ask on that. That's very helpful because I don't want to ask too much because too much feels like a quiz. And then I don't want to ask too little because then it's like you're just sending me an email at this point with your phone number. So Those are the two major things. And then, of course, I'm going to be doing like a little light rebrand. I'm changing one of my some of my colors around just a little bit. And um, because I added this, I want to make sure that my personal photography, well, not my personal, but my photography branding and this kind of aligned a little bit because I'm not separating them. They go all together. And one of the things I wanted to say to you guys, like if you don't have a website, 
you should consider one for a many reasons. And one being that when people are looking at your Instagram or your Facebook or whatever you're using right now as your your first point of contact, that's just the beginning. A lot of times people want to dive a little deeper. So you use your website as a way to tell your story. You use it to show your personal style or your brand voice. And you're going to use it to showcase like your portfolio to the max. Like you can only do so much on Instagram and um, having a description of your services and how you like to shoot and all of that is really, really important in converting your clients because they're going to get a good sense of who you are. So one of the hardest things you're ever going to do is write copy for your website. And I think this is where you start like looking around and seeing what everybody else is writing, which is normal. That is totally normal. Um, but it's kind of hard to to copy and paste what other people are saying because it has to be authentic to you. Now you have two options. You can write it yourself and you can talk in a way that's like a little bit of an authority, a little bit professional, a little bit authentic to you because you have to solidify yourself as the brand, the boss, the creative, all of these things. But you can also hire somebody to do your copy. Now, I, in the past, did hire someone off of Fiverr to write my About Me page and to write a couple other pages. And I think I probably paid like $30. Like, and and even if you don't use everything that they write for you, it's a good start. It's a really good start because you can tell them, hey, I'm a photographer. I'm a mom of three kids. I live here. I like cookies. I like that. I shoot like this. And they'll come up with something because I'm not a writer. And people that are writers, they can write. Okay, they can write and they can hook you up with something amazing. So prior to me moving to Pixie Set, some of my show it copy did come from Fiverr. And that's if you're on a budget and you just really want something on there and you can't think of anything. Use it to your advantage. Use Fiverr to your advantage. So when you're adding all of these things to your website, as far as like putting it all together to to present this to your client, you're doing this for a few reasons. Like you want to have something that's aesthetically pleasing, something easy to use, and you want your website to be full of information, but you don't want it to be full of fluff. Okay, so I'm circling back around to those investment guides. Sometimes websites can get a little bit more wordy than visual. And that's where you take some of those words off your website and put it in your investment guide. Okay, so we're keeping everything super minimal, aesthetically pleasing, true to brand on your website. But just consider the fact that like if you're a client, are you going to be reading all of that? I'm not. I'm going to look at a few pictures, I'm going to look at a few quotes, and I want to go straight to pricing, okay? So people aren't reading everything that you're saying, but you still want to say it. And that's where you convert it over to your investment guide or your session guide or whatever it may be. And so when you're using your um, session guide or your investment guide in Canva, you're you're putting it together, you're going to talk about your inspiration and you're going to talk about who you are a little bit and how your work and how you are connected and then you're going to go through and, and you're going to add all your services on there this is where you put everything you offer into this into this guide then you're going to talk about the experience like this is what you can expect once you book once we get to the session prep whatever it may be then you can you can also have a link to book 
in your guide if you want to. Canva has that capability, but you want to make sure that it is beautifully laid out and you want to make sure that it has everything that you want to convey in it because people are going to skip around, but you never know when they're going to look back at this and be like, oh yeah, I forgot she offers these. Like have a little blurb in there about, hey, many sessions are seasonal. This is when you can expect. You can join my mailing list. Like I offer these type of senior sessions. I offer events for this. You can put anything you want in there and that really helps. But the, the trick to these investment guides is do them in Canva if you can and just copy the link for viewing and putting them in your inquiry response or saving them or whatever. I use that investment guide too when someone inquires on my Instagram. And the reason why is because I'm not about to sit here and type out. People are like, what's your pricing? I'm not about to sit here and type all this stuff out again. You can look at this guide or you can go to this website. If you have a booking link with the same amount of information specific to the question that they're asking, I have people say, hey, how much is a birthday session? I have a link already. It has all information in it. I'm just going to send you the link. Like find ways to make sure that everything is easy for you because that's the goal. That's literally the goal. But the goal is also to make sure everything is easy for your client, too. One of the things about that investment guide and when you link it from Canva, you can update it whenever you want to. Anytime you go in there and just add a picture, it's going to update in that link. You don't have to resave it like you would a PDF. You don't have to, like, try to remember which PDF you should send, which one you shouldn't. It's already updated. And that comes in handy because a lot of times if a client sleeps on you for a little bit, and they don't book right away, they might still come back and look at that investment guide a year later, even though I do change my links out. And if you've changed your prices, it's already updated. It is, it's updated. If you change your pictures, it's updated. You change the wording, it's all updated. And that's what I love about the guides using Canva. And I'm not even over here trying to plug Canva like that. I use Canva for everything though. I feel like I'm a whole graphic designer because of Canva. So I'm going to run it back just a little bit. We we're talking about websites. We're talking about why you should have one, because this is like an extension of your brand. This is showing people what you offer and all of these things. But what if we're confused about where we should host these? There's there are about four to five main places that photographers host their actual websites. Show it being one pixie set being one, then Wix, Squarespace and then what is it called? WordPress. Now I've used all of them. I'm not a fan of Wix at all. It's a little too, it's really easy to use, but it's too free. Like there's not a lot of structure in there. You can put things anywhere you want to. And I need structure. I need templates. I need it to be as simple as possible. I'm so, when it comes to Wix, I'm personally not a fan, but that's just me. If you can figure that out, more power to you. Like I can barely work a Windows computer. So working with Wix is like being a PC. I can't, I can't do it. Squarespace is the same for me. It's very hard, but I can manage with Squarespace. Squarespace is what I'm going to right now. But with Squarespace, it they have beautiful templates. I don't feel like they have enough variety. And I don't feel like the SEO, the natural SEO component is good. But Squarespace is depending on your budget, to me, it's on the cheaper side as far as with all the things that I personally need, because right now I need a lot. But I feel like, honestly, all of them are pretty affordable. I'm not even going to lie. But 
for what I'm looking for right now, Squarespace has me availability for or capabilities, not availabilities, capabilities to do what is it? Um, email marketing, hold courses and a shop and products. And then, of course, the website itself, which I need all of that because I'm getting ready to start doing courses and open up my shop. So I need that. And then the blog is included in that as well. Now I have Flowdesk. If I can cut something, I will. <laughs> so I want to see how the email marketing works with that too, because I'm not big on email marketing right now. I want to get better at it. I'm just, it's just on my to-do list and it's been on my to-do list for a very long time. So with Squarespace, it has a lot going on. You can do a lot. You can sell eBooks, e-courses. You can do classes. You can do so much with it because I've priced how much it is to do classes with like um, other places and it's expensive. So I'm going to see how it works. Now, I'm coming from Pixie Set. I like Pixie Set. It's very, very simple, very minimal. But I feel like when you're with Pixie Set, you can literally get everything you need in one as far as the basics, a CRM, a gallery and a website. Now, you, you can't beat that. You can't beat that at all. The only reason why I'm switching is because I need to be able to house courses in a shop. That's it. Because I don't want to have Shopify. <laughs> Two, I don't want to have that many subscriptions. That's a lot for me. Like, I don't even have that many subscriptions on my TV. That's a lot. And the last one I've tried, which I, I was at Show It before I was at Pixie Said. Now I'm going to Squarespace. I actually really like Show It. Show It is was was good to me. The only thing I... the only thing I didn't like was the fact that my blog was on a WordPress. Now, for blogging, WordPress is amazing. Now, I didn't like that it was separate. With most of these other websites, you just type in your blog and it's like a little little menu, sub-menu item over here with, with show it. Your blog is completely separate and it's integrated into your, your website. I always forgot my password. Always. And I if I got to keep resetting this password, it's not meant to be. I canceled that blog and restarted that blog so many times just because I was so frustrated. But that was the only thing. That was literally the only thing I didn't really care for was that part of it. Show it was good. They have good templates. And when you are investing in a custom branding situation, a custom website, a lot of photography websites are built off of Show It. And Show It really has some good natural built-in SEO. Almost Every like wedding photographer and most of the family photographers that you might see out there, a lot of them have show it. So when you're when you're choosing your websites, also consider getting your domain. Now that sounds simple, but not everybody owns their domain. And I say that because if your website is www.yourname.pixieset.com, adding just your domain name just adds a little level of like professionalism. And not to say you're not professional, it just adds that, especially when you want to start charging more. You don't want to tell your client your website and they have to figure out how to spell all that. Has someone ever given you a website that you had to spell check because you're like, that was long. What? And then you, you type it in wrong. You don't want to be that person. And then when it comes to these websites, sometimes if you don't own your name in your website, somebody else could buy it and then you would have to buy it from them. That happens. That's the thing. I I own Brandy Ali Photography. Well, I might have let some of them go once I got. But at one point, I owned Brandy Ali Photography, Brandy Ali Photo, and BrandyAli.com. 
And I went to go buy another one once and someone was like, you can buy it for $250. Nope, not doing it. <laughs> you can keep it because <laughs> people will do, do that. It's like, it's like reselling. So go ahead and consider getting your domain name this year. You can get it through GoDaddy. You can do it do it through whatever hosting site you want to do it through as far as like show it pixie set all of them i think they offer that too because i think they do it through google in addition to all of that information as far as like website hosts and a couple of other little details as far as what i'm changing in my website some of the things i would recommend you including in your website especially if you're going to do like a little refresh or if you are just starting one for the first time here are eight things that I recommend you adding or updating in your website. So if you already have one, it's really easy and simple to go ahead and do a little update. That's easy. Just you can do it anytime. That's what I love about it. Okay. So number one, add. I had to pause because I just want to put some emphasis on this. Add where you are located and what kind of photography you offer. This is two things, but it goes together. So for me, mine is Pearland, Texas, family photography or photographer. Even though I do all types of photography, I still say family photographer all the time because that is what's the core of what I do. And so if it's you, you can always say uh, San Antonio, Texas, portrait photographer. A lot of people should know what that means. Or you can say lifestyle photographer or you can say senior photographer. It doesn't matter. Just say something especially put where you are. If you want to take it a step further, go ahead and put, especially if you live in a really big city, go ahead and put the areas you serve. I typically um, do Southern Houston, but I will travel for some of my clients, especially repeat clients. Um, I will go North occasionally. It's very rare. I think I went to spring and I never shoot in Cyprus, spring and Katie maybe four times last year. I probably went to Galveston about seven. I would rather drive to Galveston, which is south, than to drive north anytime. I don't go to the Woodlands. I don't go to Conroe. I don't go to Humble. But put the the sub areas that you service as well. And then, or you can put servicing within 35 mile radius of your zip code or something. You need to have that there. That needs to be priority on your website so underneath your banner you can put that there if you want to or just a little bit lower I just recommend just getting it over with putting it near your banner and then moving on to the juicy stuff okay number two would be reviews and testimonials I don't have reviews and testimonials on my website I have a plenty of google reviews when I say plenty I have like 15 but they're all five stars so that works for me and the only reason why I didn't put them on my website is because they're right there when you google Google my name, you can see that I have 15 five-star reviews, right? I don't want to take those and then put them on my website because they're already there. Now, if you're asking for personal reviews in like a website, like in an email or even a text message, those are the ones you should really ask because I feel like they're a little bit more personal and a little better whenever you get them to be handwritten. Sometimes the Google ones are a little bit um, generic, which isn't a bad thing, but you want something that just really screams. I loved working with such and such, okay? And when you're putting your reviews out there, do maybe like a slider of reviews, three to four on your homepage, maybe some either on your investment page or your contact page, like sprinkle them in there at least in two places. That will kind of help because people need validation that they're in the right spot and that they're gonna be hiring the right person. 
number three, your about me page. Now we all have an about me page. One of the things, make sure you have a little blurb about about you on your homepage and then a learn more button. And then when they get to your actual about me page, make sure there's a picture of you. You can still have pictures of your dog and your cat, your husband, your kids, and all those things too. Make sure there is a picture of you. If you have not been in front of the camera and taken a solo picture, you need to go ahead and do that ASAP because it's important. It's hard to do too. I feel like as a photographer, if you never get your photo taken, how can you ever understand what you're putting your clients through? I get my photos taken at least once a year. I'm not, I'm, that's a lot, at least three times a year. And it's stressful. And it's awkward. It is all of those things. And you can sometimes you need to bring yourself to that level so you can really, really like understand what your client is feeling. I feel like your client experience will get better when you're the client. So the about me page, you can add anything you want. Remember, I said you can hire somebody from Fiverr. It could be anything about your likes, your dislikes, you know, your favorite color, how many kids you have, you know, where you grew up how you like to shoot, what inspires you, whatever it is, a quote about something that your mom told you about photography. It doesn't matter what it is. Just put something on there. People actually read that because nowadays we're in a day and age where people want to connect with the person behind the brand. And so one of the things I even noticed on Instagram is that a lot of times I don't even, people don't even put their name on their Instagram page. And it's okay to have like your logo as your profile picture for a little while, but eventually people want to see your face. And it is so scary because most creatives, and I'm just, I'm just taking my personal opinion and throwing it out. I feel like most creatives are low-key like introverts. So that's really hard for them to like be in front of the camera, but you need to. You need to call one of your little photographer friends and y'all need to do a swap session. You need to have some pictures of yourself, yourself, by yourself. Okay. So number four is going to be pricing and packaging details. You have a couple options with this. However you want to put this on your website is perfectly fine. There are some websites out there that don't have any investment information at all. Not even like a inquire for more. It's just like, just inquire. Like, no, <laughs> tell me that I should tell me that like pricing is a thing. Like, <laughs> tell me something so you can do a starting price. You can be, you know, put it all out there. I put it all out there. You can look on my website. I have all my pricing on there. I don't hide anything because I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste anybody's time. If you're going to inquire, you already know my pricing. And so that's a personal choice. You have to do what's best for you. I've tried it every way. This has always worked the best for me because I'm going to show you my value in other ways too. Now, if you really do want to have that that point of contact where you get to really share your value, then put a starting price. Just put a little starting price of sessions begin at blah, blah, blah. Clients typically spend between X and X. You can do that. That's perfectly fine. But put some pricing information on there. And then on your homepage, make sure you say, in a little section, hey, these are the services that I offer, and then maybe some pictures or a picture and then a link to get to the pricing page. I'm going to say links a lot because you need to, your page has to be somewhat interactive to move people along. They don't want to have to scroll to the top or the bottom consistent, like continuously to find your menu. So you want to sprinkle some pages, some links to pages throughout your pages. That makes sense. So 
number six, your contact page. Oh, number five. I just totally skipped number five. Number five is your contact page. Your contact page should not just be just your inquiry form. Put a picture of your, I usually do a picture of myself or a picture of a client, a session or whatever. And then a little bit of information like, hey, you know, I can't wait to work with you. Please feel free to fill out this contact form and I'll be in touch with you within 24 to 48 hours. Please make sure to list any specifics that will help me, you know, answer any of your questions, whatever you want to put on there. I update this a lot, especially at the end of the year. I'll put, hey, just so you know, my calendar is closed. But if you go ahead and leave me a message, I'll add you to my my newsletter. <laughs> you can do whatever you want with that. And then after your contact form, you can put a quote, you can put some whatever else you want, but put something else. Don't just make it just the page. It could be your Instagram can be on there, maybe access to your blog again or whatever. So when you're doing your contact form, either through your CRM or through the actual website itself, make sure you have at least five questions. You don't want to have too many because you don't want to overwhelm people with like, I don't know, if you ever had a patient, I mean, not a patient, a client fill out like a questionnaire and they just give up after a while because it's just overwhelming. It's too many questions. It happens with contact forms too. People will abort before they send, especially if you mark everything required, they're going to abort. They're not even going to send you that inquiry if you have too many questions. So you need to really sit down and find out what's important information for you to be able to move slightly forward with this client, like to get them to the next step without, and you can remember, you can always get a lot of this information afterwards. Like it doesn't have to be all the way right now. I think when I change mine, I'm going to add, um, you know, would you like to have a phone conversation? If so, just put down the best time to call you because I'm getting a lot of clients that want to call and talk on the phone. And I'm okay with that. I used to be scared, but now I'm like, whatever. But I am not a cold call person. We have to schedule it. <laughs> I have to be mentally prepared and I need to be able to like take a minute. I can't stand it when clients just cold call me and I'm like cooking dinner. <laughs> now, <laughs> because part of me wants to answer, but I'm going to hit ignore right off the bat because I need like I need to be able to step away and have that conversation without my kids being around a lot of a lot of times they don't they don't know that. But a lot of times I will ignore and send them a text like, hey, I'm with my family right now. Is there a good time to call you back? And that's fine. And so have um, whatever questions you need on your contact form. Remember, at least five. I feel like five is a good number. If you only have like three, I feel like that's not enough. And I did three and it was not enough. And I only did three in the fall when I was just like, I just need the inquiries to stop for a second. I was just getting overwhelmed. Okay. So number six are the links and buttons. We've talked about that. You need to have links and buttons throughout your page on all the pages, at least once at like one time in the middle of the page book now. Or when you have a book now button, it goes straight to your contact page if you don't have a CRM and the actual scheduling link. But just have those buttons there just to make it easy. And it's almost like, dang, I need to book. Like, I need to book this now. Or learn more. I kind of go back and forth between those two. I don't like really long, long buttons. So I usually do two words, book now or learn more. And so um, we talked about a custom domain. Consider it if you don't already have one. That's all I'm going to say. Just consider it, okay? And number eight, we're showcasing your work, okay? So we're using the website. Remember, your clients are 
coming from one platform to the other and you're just wowing them with like how beautifully you laid out all your pictures, right? Now, remember, we live in a short attention span era. People don't want to scroll through 100 pictures just to get the gist of what you do. Try to find your top 15 to 20 and put that in your gallery slash portfolio, whichever word you prefer to use. I think I use gallery and put your top ones in there. Don't feel like you have to flood it with all the images that you think are pretty. Your best of the best need to go in your gallery and it needs to be images of or just how do I put this? Like it needs to be of of stuff that you want to do more of. So if it's not post pictures, don't put a bunch of post pictures on your website. Now, because I do different types of sessions, some of my images are posed, like for branding and seniors. But for my family sessions, you'll see a lot of closed eyes and a lot of movement and a lot of this and a lot of all these other things. And it's okay to show a few images from one session, especially if it gives the viewer or the 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 future client. That's what I'm looking for. If it gives the future client a better idea what they can expect from a session just sprinkle them around there a little bit kind of mix them around and you'll be fine and when you're choosing images for your for your banners choose the best of the best and that's the best for you okay your your website is yours your images are yours choose your favorite images to showcase for those banners especially landscape ones of course um, don't just move the little pinpoint on a on a vertical picture. Get a beautiful horizontal landscape picture and put that as your banner. And you don't have to have a banner on every page. Don't let that fool you, but you do need one at least on your home page. Okay. And so if you're finding it hard to get images for your website or you find it hard to have images of work that you want to do more of on your website, do a model call slash creative session. There are photographers out there that do shadow sessions. Do a shadow session. Like I just found out my friend Monica from Lobby Co. Photography does shadow sessions. If you want to work with her and you love her work, hell, I love her work. Um, I'm always trying to shadow her. <laughs> um, you can go shadow her. She will set up a session with you. And, you can go, and I'm talking about Houston photography, but anywhere you're located, find a photographer that's doing shootouts or do follow me along sessions. I do them too. I've done a few of them where people, like I set up a session for somebody and I set up the shots for them to get stuff for their portfolio. And sometimes you have to do that. And so when you're doing like your model calls and stuff, I am going to do a deep dive on model calls because I do them a lot. You kind of have to set it up to where you're either going to have to pay somebody if you want it to be like a good example of what you want to do. You're going to either have to pay somebody to follow them along or you're going to have to pay to go to a shootout or you're going to have to pay for wardrobe or makeup or something for this actual session. So at some point, because you're not going to get your ideal photo shoot if you leave it up to your clients. That's all I'm going to say. So you're going to have to invest a little bit, even though you're not getting paid from the model themselves, even though people do try to. But if you're not getting paid from the model, you're going to have to invest something, but it's worth it. I'm telling you, it is so worth it. So if you're struggling with images, remember there are ways for you to get images for your portfolio, especially during downtime. This is the time to be doing all of that stuff. <laughs> so 
Remember, you can change and add things whenever you want. This is your website and your business. Do everything that feels right to you. This is just stuff that when I'm having conversations with other photographers, this is the stuff that we talk about. This is the stuff we talk about when it comes to even mine. Sometimes I'm like, hey, should I add this? Or should I take this away? And they'll say, oh, do this. And a lot of times I don't ask for advice because I'm at the point now where I just need to figure it out because I have to live with whatever happens <laughs> with it because it's my choice. But that is all I have for today. Okay, and I hope you found this super, super helpful. And as always, I thank you for listening. And if you want to follow or subscribe, I would appreciate it because each week I'm going to have something else to talk about. What we'll basically be doing is like whatever I'm working on this week, like I have been working on my website and my investment guide as we speak, like all of this is fresh. Okay, and that's what we're talking about. I will be talking about creative sessions and model calls because I'm getting ready to start planning those. We'll be talking about, we'll dive deep into some of the other guides that we should have. There's so many different things that go on behind the scenes that I I want to share with you guys. And then eventually, if you have some ideas for guests, I would love to reach out to a few people to start having some guests. I need to kind of work out my own little kinks first and get used to this whole talking to myself until 1 a.m. in a room with my doors closed, watching this wavelength. <laughs> I have to get used to that. So before I can feel comfortable, because I am a I am a slow and steady type of person. So once I get used to the conversational aspect of this podcast, I'll definitely bring on some guests. Until then, thank you guys for listening and I will see you next week.